So, hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the No Good People podcast, a weekly journey into the colorful conversations that I have with my friends and family and acquaintances and strangers who eventually become my friends. As you know, I stockpile the great stories of people I admire and hoping to give life to their words, their ideas and everyday musings and where my platform is truly the best seat in the house. My guest today is my soar and my friend, Felicia Petway, founder of Women in Pause, a community of healing and wellness, an educator, yoga professional, and a Reiki two energy healer. And I had to learn how to pronounce Reiki. <laughs> no. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> in, uh, in 2014, she started her yoga practice after realizing she needed a change in both her professional career and in her life. And as a certified yoga teacher, she wants to help others who may be struggling with stress, anxiety, and overwhelm to live a more peaceful and mindful life. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> with that said, let's begin our conversation. Felicia, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Vera. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm my Black History month earrings on. Yeah, I love them. I love them. And you know, I really wanted to go hard with my students, all black, everything, everything's black. I'm gonna be blackity black, black. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Graced it. And I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but maybe from, you know, just everything we went through, well, everything we, we continue to go through, okay. mm -hmm. um, you know, watching our are people just being killed for no reason, you know? And then um, just seeing how everybody kind of rallied around that. And it just, and then just realize, you know, black people are dope. <laughs> we are truly dope. Nobody else like us. We are, and I, to quote um, Octavia Rahim, she's a yoga teacher I follow. And she says, we are magic. We really are. Mm -hmm. you know? where I am right now being 51, it's like, yeah, you know what? It's it's time to be blackity black, black, black. Cause I, I did that before in college. I was an Africana studies mm -hmm. major, mm -hmm. went, you know, into um, X-Clan and <laughs> public enemy and all of that. But um, yeah, I love us. I love black people. So. I do, I do too. I mean, I think that if someone said, you know, if you were to die and had to come back as something else, would you? And I would, and I always say, no, I don't want to come back as something different, right? I mean, and if I can't come back as black, I need to come back as something as close to black <laughs> as possible, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be something different. Right. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I'm, I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. And you know, like they, they, they talk about past lives. I'm like, oh, I couldn't even imagine if I was somebody, you know, somebody. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I've been looked it up and I think they said I was like a French princess or something. I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I couldn't even imagine, you know, being anything else. So yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just want to be in this black body. I love it. It's true. And also on the, on the other hand too, I can't be the spokesperson for black people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if I'm your only one of your few black friends, right? I can't be the, the voice for black people. I'm only one black person, mm -hmm. you know, and my experience, I have my experience, you know, but I can't 
you can't take what I say and just say all black people feel that way. You can't. And you, right. And you can't make my experience be your level of comfort or you determine what's comfortable for you, right? Because yeah. my experience is very different than your experience. Yes. Your experience is very different from the next black person's experience, right? right? right. Um, but my, and my goal and your goal and your job or my job is not to make anybody else comfortable. Yeah, right. Particularly and, if I'm living in discomfort. Yeah, right. And one thing I do want to address for myself is that, you know, I have my prejudices as well, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. That's not something I'm proud of, but so that's something I have to take ownership of and I have to do better because I have to realize not, I can't lump all white people together. I can't lump all groups of people together because I don't want people doing that to black people. Mm -hmm. No, true, very true. So that's yeah. something I have to work on for myself. And I admit that I have my own prejudices. Um, I mean, rightly so <laughs> given the circumstances, you know, how we've had to grow up, but it's still not right. And, and, and so in order to heal and truly release that, you know, I know that that's something I have to work on for myself. Mm -hmm. And I would love to, you know, help. I mean, black people, we just need so much healing. You know, we're uh, not, we're not fine. We're not, we're not fine. Mm -mm. We're not fine. We, we survive, we're surviving. And this is why I just, when I was taking my yoga classes, I was the only African-American in my class. Mm -hmm. Um, usually the only African-American in any yoga class I took, you know, so that was just glaringly obvious to me. Um, but I didn't let it stop me because I was like, well, this is good for me. I feel good doing it mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep doing it. And so I did. But when I became started training to become a yoga teacher, I just knew I was like more black people especially black women have to do this, mm -hmm. have to, you know? And the thing I struggle with, with black women is that we have a hard time being vulnerable, right? We have a hard time acknowledging that we need help. We have a hard time acknowledging that we're not okay. Mm -hmm. And because, we were, we were raised to just tough it out, mm -hmm. to be tough no matter what, but it's killing us, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it, it literally is killing us. Trauma, all that interracial, intergenerational trauma, you know, sexual trauma, all the traumas we've had to deal with, traumas of seeing our black people being shot and killed. And you, you know what I mean? All of that has just, it just, we carry that it's on you. Right. And it, it, and it's eating at us. And how does it show up? We're dying at a higher rate for high blood pressure, mm. heart disease, strokes, cholesterol, you know, you name it. Um, autoimmune disorders. These, these are all energetic kind of blockages that happen in our body that cause these things to just keep manifesting. And so, you know, we have to, clear up the, the gunk that we're carrying because it's not ours to carry. Right. You know, no, it's not. and I think that's what makes it even harder mm -hmm. because you don't know how to release it. Right. And because the world expects so much from us, mm -hmm. right? 
And I mean, I think it expects a lot from Black people in general, mm-hmm. but I think it expects even more from Black women. Mm-hmm. And I think we expect too much for ourselves as well, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and we carry so much guilt. Yes. About not being able to be 100% or 150% all the time, right? Yeah. Um, it's just not an easy cross to bear. And again, I still wouldn't change anything about no, who I, no. I am. It's a lot. It's a lot that we are carrying. And to go back to um, the traumas, the baggage we carry. I mean, you know, some of us have to just start with not feeling good in our bodies, right? Because we can say that now. And honestly, no, I can't say I was always, I always felt good and confident in my body. Even mm-hmm. now, when I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh no, I got to lose weight. <laughs> you know, it's just like this never ending standard. Um, so for me, my issue has pretty much always been like the weight thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've always been, we've been groomed to compete with each other. We've been groomed to not trust each other. We've been groomed to look at the European standard of beauty as the ideal beauty. So therefore we're not pretty enough. You know, we're not beautiful mm-hmm. enough. We're not seen mm-hmm. as beautiful. So you got that. Then you got, you know, the sexual traumas we have to put up with, you know, from childhood being abused by family members or, you know, close, you, you know, so it's just like a never ending abuse and just uh, that we've had to deal with and we're still expected to not break down not have not cry just you know not complain Mm -hmm. people wonder why you're walking around angry (laughs) that's a whole lot you know I mean I thank God I'm just not an angry person and when I was angry Vera that's how I knew I was like okay and that's when yoga came. So see, God is always good because he will always lead you to where you need to be next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was angry. I was bitter. I, I just was resentful. And yoga just was kind of like the girlfriend was like, girl, that's all you. <laughs> Look, it's, it's you and you got to get it together. <laughs> she was, she was like, you got to get it together. Like mm-hmm. there's things you can control. There are things you can't control. You can control Felicia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can control. Right. right. You can control like how you react to situation as well too. Right. Right. Um, first, and that's pretty much all you can do. That's all you can do. Right. No, that's, that's all you can do. Yeah. And, and it matters. It matters because you start looking at it. This is what I'm learning now with my training I'm doing now is like the why we think the thoughts we think, which is just fascinating to me. Um, it's all programming, you know? It's all programming, past conditioning. You know, our parents didn't really nurture us the way we should have probably been nurtured, not to fault our parents because they did the best that they could. And they did what they knew. And what they knew, right. It just spirals, you know, it's just a cycle. Their parents didn't nurture them and, you know, and their parents, could nurture them probably at that point because we were back in you know getting into the slavery times and the whole fighting you know and all that stuff yeah yeah so they they couldn't nurture it was a matter of survival you know so it's just 
And so we have to go back there just to not be visited, but just to kind of heal that inner child in us, you know? And that's why, like, when I would look at my picture when I'm younger, oh my God, that makes me so emotional because, you know, right now I can give her a lot of love, you know, and a lot of that nurturing that I probably should have gotten more of at that age. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then also... I look at that picture because I know that that's when, you know, she was assaulted, you know, and it was like, and at that point, at that age, I, I immediately knew instinctually I had to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine five, six years old? I'm like, nope, got to protect myself. <laughs> yeah. You know? Five or six year old is thinking about protecting themselves, right? A lot of them. <laughs> A lot of them, unfortunately. Unfortunately, yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. So I'm just five or six. Like everything was right with the world. You know what I mean? Right. Should have been right. Should have been right. Should have been. And now it's. And now you're thinking about like, I if I if 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 maybe if I had done this differently, right? Because and that and that's what's happening at that age. If I had done that differently, all because of someone taking advantage. Right. Yep. Tried being a young black girl. It was it was an attempt, but it was just like still devastating enough. Like mm -hmm. okay, this is just really wrong, <laughs> and you know the guilt he felt. You know, and it's like me being five or six. You know, you're you're young, so you're like, oh, I don't want to get him in trouble. Duh, duh, duh. So you you I bore that. You know, I I carried that, and. So going into the pandemic was my reckoning with that inner child because it just came up. And I mean, you know, I was working with my coach and it just came up like it, it had to, you know, and I released it and I cried through it and I was able to really call it what it was, you know. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. now, like I said, when I see myself at that age, I, I make a point to look at myself at that age so often, you know, every so often just to kind of remind me, you know, you, you can release this. You don't have, you're 51. You don't have to release this anymore. You, you don't, you know, you're, you're good. You're safe. You're, you're fine. You, you've accomplished a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm learning now with my whole practice is as much as I don't want to say thank you <laughs> to the person, it happened to bring me, you know, it happened and I am the person I am because of the events that have happened in my life, basically. That's okay. okay, okay. So as much as I don't want to, it's it has to be a forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? It has to be, because I don't want to carry that around. Um, he wasn't well. Mm -hmm. he, that doesn't excuse it, but he wasn't well. He wasn't like well mentally. So, but yeah. You know, and I think, you know, you talk about forgiveness and how it worked for you, but I also recognize that there are many women who can't, and men and men, let me stop. Let me not say that too, because there are a lot of men and women who can't, who can't, mm -hmm. right? And if that is to be their journey, right? If, if forgiveness is to be their journey, it has, it has to happen when it's right for them. Right. 
yeah. right? Because um, I hear so many people say like, you've got to let things go. And I'm like, but why? Meaning, why do I have to do it for your comfort? Right. I be about my comfort and and when I need to be ready to let it go, right? Um, and, I'm, and I'm talking not about like just anger or like I had a fight with a friend, right? I'm really talking more or less about serious trauma. Yeah, yeah. Serious yeah. trauma. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? I guess there's, there's a lot of questions I have, right? So mm-hmm. how old were you when you were diagnosed with autoimmune? I was 20, no, I was 30. I had just turned 30 because my son was born I want to say I was diagnosed like in like July, June, July, August. Okay. My son was born in, in 2000. So I was 30 and my son was, um, was born in October. He was born a month early. Okay. Yeah. So when I went in, um, I had high blood. What happened? No, one of my test results, cause you know, they test you a lot when you're pregnant. So one of my blood test results came back and they referred me to a rheumatologist. And I'm like, what the heck is a rheumatologist? <laughs> so I looked it up here and I'm like, okay, it's either rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. And I'm like, mm. so somehow my sense was like, they're going to tell me I have lupus. Mm. So I go to her and she's like, well, it could be pregnancy induced. Right. So she said, you have like, she said, if it doesn't, um, manifest in like three years, then it was all pregnancy induced. But then she calls me up like a day or two later. And she's like, your blood pressure is really high. You should go to, you know, call your doctor. So I called them up and they're like, oh, you need to come in, you know, like, and so that's like how it kind of started, you know, mm-hmm. I knew like that was my body probably starting to attack the baby and the baby, you know, was fighting back. And so, yeah, I had preeclampsia. I went up to see the doctor. Luckily, my brother was home. As my brother or my cousin, somebody was home. I was able to drop my daughter off. She was three. Okay. So I took her off, went there, and they were like, Yeah, we got to put you in the hospital. Wow. <laughs> there, yeah. I just started crying. Can you imagine? I was by myself. My husband was working and he was, you know, he was on his way, but it was like, and I was in, um, my hospital was in Teaneck. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at that time I was in Plainfield, I lived in Plainfield and my hospital decided to drive all the way up there and I was by myself and I just started crying. I was just like, what? What's happening to me? What's happening to my baby, my body? Right. It wasn't even, at that point I wasn't even thinking about me, just the baby, right? Because, you know, I had always pretty much been in good health and I was just like, oh no, not my baby. So Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was just devastating. So from that point, I was on bed rest. Couldn't, even if I sat up, my blood pressure would skyrocket. Wow. Yeah. So you were in the hospital the, the last month of your pregnancy or that, that entire time? I was in the hospital off and on, but the last, right before I had my son, I was in the hospital for like maybe, oh, maybe two weeks. And then they were like, we're just going to have to take him because mm-hmm. it was too mm-hmm. dangerous. You know, you could have a stroke. Mm. Isn't it amazing though, how many more women and black women that we're hearing about that are dying in childbirth? Yeah. I, I'm floored by that. Young women, mm-hmm. young women. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, um, Deborah and I chaired the physical and mental health committee for our chapter. Mm-hmm. And that was one of our sessions. Oh, really? Okay. And prior to that, I, I, I didn't know. So that's why it was, it's just fascinating. 
And that honestly being a co-chair of that committee, kudos to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, you know, um, just really drove home the fact that I knew that I was meant to be in wellness. Like, you know, I had owned my Jazzercise franchise prior to that. So the, the health and fitness area came that, you know, that was also a given, but just doing that and see, and hearing about that, the women dying, um, and that was more so for medical negligence than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, it, it really was. And also, then we go back to, you know, health equity, right? Health and equity. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and then just the whole institutional discriminate racism, yeah. and you want to say it doesn't exist, really? Come on, <laughs> come and on. Have, and, you know, and it's proven over and over again, so. Yes, yes, absolutely. But um, so yeah, that that was devastating. Also with brain uh, breast cancer, we had a black uh, doctor who specialized in breast cancer, and she she told us she was like, you know, the the thing is, is that you want to make sure you're in the best shape possible mm-hmm. when you get sick, not in if or when. And she wasn't saying like with cancer; she was just saying in general. General, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's right. And she's right. She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. Um, And I think that's one of the reasons why I said, okay, let me go ahead and and focus and bite the bullet and get a personal trainer, right? Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, for years I could do stuff by myself and just be fine or take a class here and there. But when you hit that certain age, Mm -hmm. you know, it's about, it's not just about exercising or taking a daily walk every day. And, And it is great. Those are great things to do, but to maintain right? Um, it takes a lot more effort and yeah. energy, a lot more effort and energy um, if you want to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I'm an ice cream fiend, like, and I don't oh. like every ice cream. I like certain ice creams, right? Mm-hmm. And, but then I was like, okay, the way for me to stop doing this is to stop buying it. Yeah, so but in moderation. Yeah, man, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes you can yes you can yes you can do some more yoga <laughs> okay I'm telling you I'm being honest <laughs> no I, I know I was there I'm telling you I, let me tell you something when I was doing my yoga teacher training um because like I said it's a lifestyle it really is it encompasses everything I didn't gain one pound and that's all I did was yoga I didn't do anything else I got my, I got stronger and I gained not one pound Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you just start to think you become more mindful, you know? And so if you want to have something, you say you can't now, but you know, if you become more mindful, then you'll say, okay, I'm going to have a little bit of this, or you might say, you know what, I want to have a little bit more, but I'm going to work out tomorrow and it'll be okay. And it's not a, oh, I got to work out because I just ate this whole piece of pie. No, it's just, you know, I want to make sure I don't, mm-hmm. you know, get comfortable. I ate something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I indulged, but now I'm going to, you know. Right. No, that's true. I mean, like I just, for me, it's best for me not to have it in the house. I but, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, so and I want to go back to you talking about yoga, being the only black woman in your class, right, in the trainings. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about you creating a space for more Black women, more Black people, 
doing yoga, right? Becoming yoga professionals or becoming yogis, right? Um, is there a movement that's leaning in that direction so that more of us can actually take part in this, enjoy it, understand the benefits of it? Yeah, well, that's why um, I started, you know, Women in Pause and, and you know, cause mm -hmm. I do the yoga um, and I, I only haven't done much of it lately because there's been such a need for the meditation, but it all, you know, it all goes together. You meditate and yoga, you breathe in yoga. Um, and actually I have a private yoga client who's kind of like brought me back to yoga. So see how things just start to <laughs> always fall into place. And so actually in the, the membership, we're going to be doing a seven day yoga challenge. So I'm like, I just saw that. Yeah. I saw the email today. Yep. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. And um, so I really feel like I may have to just go back to my roots and, you know, make sure I include more yoga in mm -hmm. there because I do really feel like it could be, you know, all around. It's, it's just an, a well-rounded type of practice and it's not mm -hmm. just asana, you know, it's, it's the meditation, it's the journaling, it's just the breathing, it's all of it. And then it just makes it, and it's mindset as well. And it just helps mm -hmm. you to become more mindful. And the more you do it, the more you become in touch with your body, the more in tune you are with yourself. You know, some of us, a lot of us are disconnected from our bodies. Mm -hmm. you know, like I get, I hear it all the time. I don't, I just don't feel like myself, you know? It's like the, you look at our, as we, our bodies change, you know, going through menopause. And you're like, this is not my body. <laughs> you look at your body as it's betraying you and it's not, you know? So I feel like a yoga practice along with everything else will just help us to accept this stage of our lives and look at it more gracefully and more, you know, and more lovingly versus, oh, this is happening to me. No, it's life. You know, the alternative is you wouldn't be here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as we live, we, you know, we want to be grateful for every day, you know, and our body, your body, if you had children, you birth children, you know what I mean? Your body has done a lot for you. Yeah. Your body has made it to 40, 50 years. It's so much to be proud of for this body and it continues to show up for you. Yeah, it's, you're right. That's a great, that's a great way to look at it too. Mm -hmm, Your body mm -hmm. continues to show up for you. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. When you look at other people who are really struggling, right. And have always struggled, mm -hmm. um, you know, with whether it be illness or disease or, you know, or some other type of like trauma, losing, limb, losing limbs and things right, of that exactly. nature. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, you know, here we are. Yeah. And that's always something I, I, you know, and talking about human design, you know, that's another thing they say. It's like, I'm meant to help um, people fall, love being alive, love being in their bodies. And that really resonates with me because, you know, I love, I love being in my body, you know, I do. I love being in my body. And I just, and yoga really helps 
me to even fall in love with it even more. Like when you really think about all that our body does for us, how can you not? You know, instead of looking at what society is dictating, oh, you should have a big butt, you should have, you know, big boobs, you should have no, no stretch marks. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's not, that's not reality. (laughs) You know, it's not, it's not real. It's all a lie. Mm -hmm. You know, if that's what you want, then that's your business, but that's not what's true for me. You know, um, everybody has to be 12, (laughs) you know, it's like, come on now. No, you know, and so, yeah, it's just, it's just an appreciation for where we are in this stage because, you know, people look at us, they're like, oh, you're old, you know, and I'm not old, you're not old, you know, and it's just, it's a matter of how you feel in your body. Some of us are old because we feel old (laughs) and we say we're old, you Mm -hmm. know, and we're not doing much to, to, to change it, to change, right. Mm-hmm. Or so, to change your perception, right? Or to feel better. Or to feel better. And that's what it comes down to. They don't feel good in their body. Um, and they've just kind of resigned themselves to that fact. And I'm like, that's sad. Because you it does you do have an alternative. There you have choices, right? As long as you're alive, you have a choice. Yeah, that's true. That's right. True. As long as you're alive and able to move, right? You have even more choices. Yes. Yep. Right. So, you know, I don't think that movement has to be limited to having a gym membership. No, not at all. Not at all. Like I have a, you know, sorority sisters who walk and they've done a great job and Mm -hmm. and you can do that. If that do, I always tell people do what you enjoy doing, because if you don't, then it's going to be hard, (laughs) but do what you enjoy to get you going and get into that habit. Mm -hmm. Right have a partner that's even better, better yeah. you mm-hmm. like with the partner, a buddy, you know, you can't go wrong. Do that until you've established that habit. And then you can start to venture into other things. Other things yeah. 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 But it's just, small steps. you know, small steps. I mean, even when I think about where I started with a trainer, mm-hmm. where I am now, like four months later, right? Wow. Good My mind initially was like, I'm not doing anything. And she was like, no, this is your progression, right? you know, you able to do X when you were able to do this, you're able to do more reps of this or, you know, um, and your endurance, or you're able to get through hit exercises a lot faster than when you first started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, she's still like, you don't curse at me as much as you used to. You're making me want to call. I'm going to text my trainer tonight. I'm like, oh, you got room for me. He's going to be like, what? But yeah, I used to, I was the same way, Vera. He would crack up. He's like, yeah, because you always, you know, cursing me out, giving me the evil eye. (laughs) I would do it. I would do it, though. I just be like, (laughs) I would do it, though. But I'm like, oh, God. He's like, yeah, you do it, but (laughs) you're not happy about doing no. I know it was funny because I said something. She said um, she was showing some exercise today, and I was like, "Here you go with the shits today." And she was like, "What?" I was like, and she's like, "You don't want to do it." I said, "I'm gonna do it." I said, "But I still think I still think you're on one today because you know I don't like doing that exercise, but I'm gonna do it. I'm always gonna do it because that's a challenge, right?" But but the thing is, I would look at every exercise like. 
Look <laughs> like just really, and I mean, and they were always hard. It was like you know, I would get stronger, and then he give me something else hard, and I'm like, damn it, <laughs> so hard. Like, Did we do this three weeks ago? Just <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, and we're gonna do it like probably next week or the week after that too. So I don't know why <laughs> she's like. <laughs> I'm so happy it wasn't just me because it was just, oh, no. Yeah. No, he would no, tell me that I would crack up. Not at all. I mean, and I really do like her. I really, really do like my trainer. I think it's a good thing, right? That's a good thing. But I mean, that doesn't mean that I always want to do everything that she asked me to do. Oh, I know. No, you don't because it's hard, but it's meant to be hard, right? Yeah, it's meant to be hard, right. You don't change your body if it's not right. hard. And that's what she said that same thing to me today, Felicia. Exactly. She's like, well, if it were easy, then you would not be progressing and you would not be growing. And I said, who says I want to grow? I don't even want to grow. Like, you do. That's why you're paying her. <laughs> I said, I, I never know. said I wanted to grow. I said, but you stop talking and let me go on to this next exercise so we can get through this. So we can get through these 40 minutes. And, right. I- and that's it. I'm just like, how, how much time is left? Because I just don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> So look, maybe I'll hold up. I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to see if he's able to take me. And then maybe he won't. I'll be like, okay, good. <laughs> now see, you should. <laughs> Don't give me his phone number, or his email. because I'm going to send him this clip. No, I'm not. So <laughs> <laughs> like Felicia wants me to share this with you. She's really interested in getting back into working out with you. She no, wants to be twice do. as hard. She wants you to be twice as hard as she was. <laughs> So let's talk, you know, final thoughts, mm-hmm. final thoughts. If you could do anything with your yoga practice, if you could say anything about, you know, mindfulness and self-care, what would you like to share with people about those things? I would say you, everybody owes it to themselves to do yoga. And I'll say why, because Yoga helps you to truly connect to yourself and it helps you connect to God or your higher being. You know, everybody looks at something different, calls it something different. I call it God. Um, And it just helps you stay in tune with your body and what's going on with your body. So you start that practice of always checking in with yourself, you know, and you start to recognize things. And it just helps to you to realize that um, what you feel, what you believe may not be what people have conditioned you to feel and believe, and it's okay. So, The thing I want to stress is that it really just helps you to be true to who your true self is, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, get it out there and just bring it home. And, and it's no, there's no, there's a reason why there are millions of millions of people around the world who do it. Right. Because it is like that secret sauce. (laughs) It is that good. And no, it's not like voodoo or anything like that. It is originally from like Hindu, but you don't have to do anything dealing with the Hindu gods or anything. I don't, 
-hmm. you know, um, but it, it's still a practice that I would highly, highly recommend to everybody. And I don't want to hear anybody say, I don't, I can't do yoga. You exactly need to do yoga. It is for every woman. It really is. And I feel like we would be much better off if more people really practiced it. When you say people, are you specifically talking about us as a people? I'm just saying everybody. everybody. Okay. Everybody. But yeah, I feel like Black people, it would just do wonders for us because we would start to then really move towards truly healing ourselves. And that would mean shedding and releasing things that we no longer need to carry, you know? And I mean, Lord knows we have a lot that we carry. Um, and we just, yeah, we just would show up differently. You know, we would show up, we, it just would make a difference. It just would. I, I believe that. And self-care, your final thoughts on self-care? It's not easy. Self-care is not always easy. It's not always just getting your finger, doing your fingernails and taking care of your hair. Your facial, right, right, right. <laughs> and doing your makeup. Sometimes self-care and a lot of times self-care is that inner work that has to be done. You have to deal with, you know, cause let's be honest, what we think determines everything, right? So if we think we're less than everything we do screams that whether we acknowledge it or not. Um, and that all comes from that conditioning that we have probably accepted to some extent, you know? being told that the European standard of beauty is, is the beauty and, um, you know, having to justify the fact that we are beautiful in our skin. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have to justify that. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We shouldn't have to. It should just be what it is. So self-care is, is it's, a, it's the whole, it's the whole body. It's not just the physical, it's also the inner body as well, the spirit, um, our mind. We have a lot of conditioned thoughts and ideas that were put in our heads that we were taught young age, you know, from birth pretty much that we have to release. We have to release those things. They really did a number on us in this country. Yeah. So if, yeah, self-care has to begin inside. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it's hard. Yeah, I hope I answered the question. <laughs> no, you definitely, you more than answered the question. I think that's a great way to kind of close the conversation is one to, you know, take ownership um, in your wellness, right? Okay. Take ownership in your self-care mm -hmm. and, you know, and learn about who you are. So that way you can get to the next level of growth. We, we want to run, we, we want to, distract ourselves mm -hmm. I, I'm guilty of it too oh, I know I am yeah yeah you you want to distract yourselves but that's not and, and you're always going to feel that it's always mm -hmm. going to be something telling you you deserve more mm -hmm. yeah. and we do mm -hmm. and that's the thing we but the thing is we do deserve more mm -hmm. and the way you get that is by taking care of yourself which means you might have to slow down. Right. <laughs> right. You might have to stop doing some things and then, mm -hmm. yeah. But it'll be okay. You'll, you'll find it'll be okay. hold you and hold that space for you and you'll feel safe to do it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I really appreciate this conversation. This has been awesome. Thank and you. that's the reason why I like to do this because I feel like people have so much to share. And I like the idea of documenting those conversations with people. I didn't even know I had it in me. <laughs> <laughs> so Felicia, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and learn more about women in pause mm -hmm. or um, practice yoga with you, how can they get in touch with you? They can reach me on uh, Facebook, Felicia Petway, and they can also reach me on IG, Felicia Patway. <laughs> I've made it pretty easy for them. And they can just reach out to me um, through any of those platforms. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm sure that you welcome any and everyone. Everyone. Yep. Anyone. I mean, I gear it towards 40 and 50, but to be honest, we all need it, right? So I'm mm -hmm. not one to turn anyone away. Well, I do encourage um, everyone who's watching today to please follow you on Instagram because it's it's not just so much, um, it's not so much that you learn so much from your posts, but it's also really aesthetically pleasing to look at. Oh. It's visually gorgeous. And I guess that's what really Instagram is supposed to be about, but it's visually appealing to, you know, to watch and read all of your posts and to look at all those images. So, so I look forward to more of this. Yes, and, I'm just gonna uh, say that we gotta do it again. And we I, gotta do it again. We gotta do it again. We gotta do it again. And yes. and then you know, and every week we'll have someone different and new and equally as interesting um, as Felicia. So I thank everyone for joining us today, and I thank you, Alicia, for being part of this community and part of my journey. Yes, thank you. All right. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the No Good People Podcast. Want to share your story? Cool. Hit me up at nogoodpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Vera Smith Winfrey. And remember, it's always good to know good people. The No Good People Podcast is co-produced by Diana Guzman Productions and So Very Vera Productions. The No Good People Podcast can be streamed through Apple, Spotify, and other selected streaming services. Oh,